you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. First Chronicles chapter 4, and I'm going to just read one verse here and, and believe the Lord's going to speak to us tonight. The sons of Judah, everybody say the sons of Judah. Perez, Hezron, and Carmi, and Hur, and Shomel, the sons of Judah. Now, I don't know, sometimes when I title a sermon, I know that, man, I've got it. And sometimes I, I wrestle with the title, and some people say, well, the title's not really important. In my mind, it is, because I'm a block thinker. I think inside a box, and I, I, I struggle to get outside the box. And so being a block thinker, the title is very important. I have to keep pulling back into that subject because I, I kind of, you know, I have to think and come back to that over and over again. I can't just meander all over the world and come back and make sense in the end. Some of you feel like I don't make sense in the end anyway, but it's all right. Lighten up and smile at me, would you? Some of you act like you're mad at me tonight. So by the help of the Lord tonight, I'm going to preach. I've chosen this as a title. Whether it's the right title or not, I don't know. But I'm going to call it The Potential of Praise. The Potential of Praise. If you don't like that title, you can call it The Sons of Judah. All right? So whichever way you want. I, I struggled with which way to go tonight. So either The Sons of Judah or The Potential of of praise. So you look at your neighbor and tell him which one you want to title it tonight. All right, you just title it which one you want. All right, if you're going to help me preach tonight, you may be seated. Well, I'm going to have some help tonight. Everybody except Brother Kevin Spangler, he's going to be helping me preach. I'm going to get him up here in the front in a few minutes. I'll make sure that he's helping me preach. Amen. As I look at the church today, I I'm amazed at the attitude that some of us have adopted. It blows my mind how many folks come into the house of God week after week and leave the same way that they came. It, it's mind-boggling. I have a really bad ring on the platform tonight. It's, it's mind-boggling to me how many folks treat the church. Uh, they, they just show up and put in their time, and complain about what they don't like, and do very little to help the matter. It seems like they ought to get tired of the same old 
things. They, they ought to get tired of living from day to day without the joy. They ought to get tired of living without peace in their life. They ought, they ought to get tired of being down and out all the time. They, they ought to get tired of going through it and sharing their story of how rough life is all the time. It amazes me. I'm not talking about lost folks. I'm talking about saved folks. Church folks. People all the time talking about being under attack. The devil's been after me all week, bless his name. Always struggling with the devil and wrestling with the devil and fighting life itself and, and seem like they're never going forward but always going backward. I don't know about you tonight, but I refuse to come here week after week and leave the same way that I came in. I refuse to leave here carrying the same old problems every week that I walk in and come to the altar at the conclusion and walk out the door and still deal with the same thing. Mm, I feel my help coming tonight. I, I, I'm just going to preach what I feel in my spirit tonight, but there are some folks that you, you, you the, the, the revelation of what is going on in your heart is revealed by your face. And by the lack of your participation in praise and worship tells me not much is going to change in your life. Mm, I wish I could get some amens from all over the building tonight. I refuse to come in and deal with the same old hurt that I've already prayed through over. Leave here dealing with the same old setback. The setback has come back. And I'm struggling with it over and over again. I, I'm tired. I, I'm tired of people. I, I'm tired of the people of God always walking around down and out. It was never the way God intended it. We ought to never leave and criticize a church service. Not unless every person in the room gave 100% in their praise and worship to help make that service what God wants the service to become. Because the potential of every service is dependent upon the level of your praise. If you come in the house of God and sit on your hands and keep your mouth closed and refuse to participate in praise and worship, you are locking down the potential that is in the house. Because God inhabits the praises of His people. 
You want God to show up? You got to create an atmosphere of praise and worship. You want the Holy Ghost to move? You got to create an atmosphere of praise and worship. Don't complain about what you're going through tomorrow if you're not praising on Sunday. If you don't come in the house of God and declare, I've been going through it, but I am determined that if it's the last thing I do, I'm going to put forth all the effort. Let me get real with you tonight. I can guarantee you, I haven't talked to Sister Sherry. I prayed for her here in the front tonight, but many of you know her physical condition and you can see by the frailty of her body that she has been going through it, yet she put forth the effort to come forward. As she came forward tonight, pushing that walker to be able to stand, eventually having to sit in a chair, I was reminded about a lady that pushed through the crowd just to get to where he was that she may be able to touch the hem of his garment. There is a reason that a lady will push will push a walker to the front of a building and say pray for me one more time and will put forth the effort until she can't stand any longer because there is an understanding that God shows up in an atmosphere of praise and worship. If you walked in the door with problems tonight, I dare you to engage. Don't rally me. You're not clapping for me. You're not even clapping for the music, but you're clapping for the potential that is locked within your praise because you know God is greater than how you feel. You know God is greater than what you've been through. Let me preach for a moment tonight. I'm going to wear myself down before I get to what I really got to say tonight. (laughs) Part of our problems is linked to our reaction to what happens to us in life. Praise is never forced on you. Praise is always optional. But the potential that is locked in your praise is guaranteed. Life dealt me some trouble. So I don't feel like praising God. I've been sick in my body. I'm going to make the devil so mad tonight before I leave here. Some of you may not have known this this morning, but Dylan led us in worship this morning and then had to go to the office and take a breathing treatment before he could go to Lebanon and lead us again. I laid hands on him and prayed over him and prayed for him. And he said, I don't feel like 
going to church tonight. I said, you got to go. He said, Dad, there's going to be plenty of people there that could play. I said, I know that. It isn't about that. It's about we're going to make the devil mad. If some of you would start praising above your problem, I'm going to praise him in spite of my circumstances. I'm going to praise him in spite of how I feel. I'm going to praise him in spite of what I have been through. Come on, somebody needs to get out of yourself tonight and declare, I am going to praise God because the potential for my breakthrough, the potential for my healing, the potential for my promise is locked in my praise. When you praise God, walls will fall. When you praise God, fiery furnaces won't harm you. When you praise God, lions can't eat you. I want you to know tonight that whatever you're going through, your praise has the potential to get you through it, over it, beyond it. Look at your neighbor and tell them... Your praise is productive. I'm trying to tell somebody tonight that there's power in your spontaneous praise. Let me help you. Let me help you here tonight to understand something. It's one thing for you to praise because I ask you, oh, clap your hands unto the Lord. And there's a method to the madness. There's a reason that we ask you to clap your hands to the Lord. And some some people get in a bad attitude because why are they always asking me to clap my hands? I'm not clapping my hands. I literally have had people look at me and and tell me they're gone now. They didn't last. Yeah, it's all right. But I've had people tell me I refuse. I am not going to clap my hands when they tell me to clap my hands. There is a reason that we're asking you to clap your hands. Because you weren't clapping. There's a reason that we ask you to raise your hands because you weren't. So sometimes by asking you to do it, you do it and say, well, that wasn't so bad. I I noticed this morning, don't want to embarrass anybody, but I noticed this morning a first-time guest that was with us kind of didn't know how to respond. And people first started, you know, at the beginning of service this morning, people were clapping their hands and raising their hands, and they were like looking at somebody beside them, and they kind of... By the time service was over, they were like. They said, well, if I can't beat them, I may as well join them. Well, I want to make sure I'm in the spirit. Stop. I want to make sure you're in the flesh. Because if not, you've gone out of here. Your praise is up to you. You refuse to praise, you got a right to. And that right brings with it the promise. 
that you're going to deal with your problem on your own. You're going to go through it by yourself. I don't need God in my situation. I'm not all about all of that noise. You're not all about all of that deliverance. I'm not about all that dancing and shouting and jumping and carrying. They need to settle that down a little bit. You're not going to like heaven either. After about 30 minutes of silence, that place is going to break forth with singing and praise and worship like you never heard before. As a matter of fact, when the glory of God falls down in this house tonight, the angels of heaven are looking over the balcony desiring to have what we have. Look at your neighbor and tell them your praise is productive. Your praise will produce something. Let me teach you something now. Give me a, give me a second here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach him something, Dylan. The Bible tells us that Judah had some sons. And I read to you the name of some of the sons. There's others listed. Now, first of all, it's, you've heard this from Sunday school class, that Judah means praise. No breakthrough there. Ju- Judah means praise. No breakthrough there. But I am going to bring you something that you might not have heard before because I felt like that the Lord laid this in my spirit and I I went and checked it with my wife. That's a good thing to do once in a while. Brother Mooney used to tell me, listen to your wife. So I went and checked it with my wife. I said, I want you to to help me study something here. I want you to see if you you can help me. The Bible says that Judah had some sons. And the, the name of Judah means praise. So praise had some sons. But notice with me that there is no mention of the name of the mother. Hmm. You don't know what the mama's name is. Judah had sons. If he had sons, they had to have a mama, but you don't know who the mama was. You don't know what her name is. Now, if you study the scripture in the book of Genesis, the 38th chapter, let me, let me get scholarly on you for just a moment. If you study the scripture, you'll find in the book of Genesis, the 38th chapter, that Judah married the daughter of Shua. Had strange names back then, didn't they? Shua, the only thing the Bible tells us about the daughter of Shua was that Shua was a Canaanite. So that means that his daughter must have been a Canaanite. So Judah married the daughter of Shua, a Canaanite. But it never gives us her name. Now, we find that Judah had three sons with the Canaanite. The first name is Ur. They didn't talk well then either. The other's name was Onan. And the other's name was Shelah. 
I'll leave that alone. I see you right there on about the fifth row. In Genesis chapter 46, verse number 12, Judah had two sons with Tamar, Phares and Zarah. Now obviously he was married to the unnamed daughter of Shua. And the only thing I know about Shua is that Shua was a Canaanite, but his name means prosperity. And we know that Shua's daughter was married to Judah. I'm intentionally moving slow here. I'm not going to preach too long. So Judah means praise. He was married to the daughter of prosperity. Hmm. Judah, praise, is the father. But there is no mention of the name of his bride. First Chronicles chapter 4, verse number 1, says the sons of Judah, Phares, Hezron, Carmi, and Hur, and Shobel. We, we tried to find out the name of who the mama was. And and the Bible doesn't say. Here's my point. The number of sons that Judah had the potential to produce had everything to do with the bride. Now, for those of you that need a little help along the way in these typology sermons, the bride is the church. When praise, Judah, and the bride, the church, connect, there will be sons born praise always has the potential but the potential is dependent on the bride if the bride is not married to praise There won't be any sons. But when my God have mercy. But when the bride falls in love with praise. When the bride falls in love with praise. That's when there is a marriage that will bring forth the miraculous. If that doesn't get your wheels turning in your head, there ain't nothing up there to get turning. I come tonight to tell you that when you couple your praise in the presence of the Almighty God, there is potential for anything to happen.
Now, now let, 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 me, let me preach just a few more moments here. See, see the, the Bible's not random. <laughs> he inhabits the praises of anybody. Mm. For he inhabits the praise of his. Who is his people? We are his people. The sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Know ye the Lord that he is God. It is not we. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. I come tonight to tell you that you may be going through it tonight, but you don't even need to know what the problem is. You need to know who he is and know that when my praise begins to bombard heaven, that there is going to be something that happens because when the bride falls in love with praise, there will be a response. So, 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 so praise, praise can only be productive when it is connected to the bride. Praise is the seed, but the seed needs a carrier. See, seed won't produce anything until it's connected with the bride. And when praise is connected to the bride... It now has potential. That's why when Judah shows up in a worship service, it is always looking for a partner. It is looking for a carrier. It is looking for somebody that will nurture the seed that has been planted for that service, for that moment. And see, here's the thing. What you don't understand is praise is contagious. That's why maybe if I could get about 25 or 30 praising, I might be able to get five more to join them. And when we get about 35, it's easier to get 40. And 40 then can get 50. And 50 can get 70. And 70 can get 100. So, so when Judah shows up in a worship service and is looking for a partner to nurture the seed, the difference in the outcome of the service is how many carriers will be available in that service. Are you going to be busy? Are you going to have your lamps trimmed and burning? Waiting for the bridegroom. Now here's the secret. Judah isn't just looking for anybody. See, some people are not attracted to Judah. Because their heart is not right. They don't want it Judah's way. They want it their way. I'm about to preach tonight. 
people that are worried about whether the music is the kind of music I like isn't worried about whether it's the music that he likes. See, if it's got to be my style, I'm not worried about whether it's his style. Well, I prefer the old songs. Good. You can go ahead. He likes them too, but he also likes a new song. I prefer the slow songs. I do too, but he also prefers the fast songs. You see, it isn't about the style that you like because when you fall in love with Judah, it stops being about you. And all that's on your mind is what I can do to please him. Praise shows up and it bothers some folks because they're not attracted to Judah. This world is their home. They're married to the problem instead of to praise. I wish tonight I could break some of you up with your problem. If I could cause about 50 of you to break up with your issue tonight, if you would break up with the problem, if you if you would get if you would break up with the problem and fall in love with Judah, you could leave here tonight with some differences in your life. There's some things you've been carrying for a long time because you've been in a relationship with the wrong partner. But I'm coming tonight to tell you, fall in love with Judah and everything will be all right. When the church falls in love with praise, it will produce sons. sit down I'm not going to stop till I got everybody with me tonight I, I could probably stop here and I've said about everything I need to say but it's, it's, I've only got about, about 30-40% of you on board and the whole purpose of this message is to get everybody on board look at your neighbor and tell them break up with your problem Some of these boys come to me and say, Pastor, what do you think? Break up with the problem. My life, I'm just sick of going through it. I just can't break up with the problem. Particularly if you ain't married to it. Don't get married to it. Break up with it. Marry praise. Because when you marry praise, there's going to be a production that is going to happen. So, so Judah produced some sons. I, I, need an, I need an er up here. Come up here, Nate. You look like er. Come on up here, er. Everybody give er a hand. <laughs> Thank you. He's on my team. 
Notice he sits close to the pastor. Don't try anything. Ur was one of the sons of Judah. And they, you're a pretty good praiser. I, I watched you over there tonight. You're getting with it. I was staying away. Ur. You know what your name means? It means watchman. Mm -hmm. Judah produced some sons. One of the sons that praise will produce is a watchman. Or one of the writers says it's one who stops the enemy in the gate. <laughs> Let me tell you what your praise will do, Er. Your praise will stop the enemy at the gate before the enemy can ever get in. Your praise is a watchman that keeps it out of your home, out of your family, out of your heart. Because your praise will stop the enemy. Come on, somebody needs to put some praise on tonight and tell the enemy, stop right there. You're not getting into my house. You're not getting into my life. You're not, stay up here with me, praise. Stay up here with me, earth. could have some fun tonight with this one. Hmm. Come up here, old man. I need you up here. Come up here. Yeah, come on up here. <laughs> Give brother Onan. <laughs> Judah. <laughs> I like this guy right here. Service kicks off. He's like, I'm like, if I weighed what you weighed, I'd buck and snort too. Onan. You know what Onan means? You're going to love this one. Strong. <laughs> or having the power to stand against great pressure. Can I tell you what else your praise will do? Your praise will give you the ability to walk out on Monday and not cave in under the pressure of the world and of society. Your praise will give you the ability to stand strong. When having done all to stand. Judah had another son. You can be seated. You don't have to stand. Judah had another son. And his name was Shelah. And you know what Shelah means? Shelah means that which breaks and reunites. Your praise, Braxton, I watch you over here. 
so proud of you. Mm. See, you don't know where he came from. About four years ago, this young man couldn't look you in the eye. Tonight, he's on the front row leading these young men. He's taking lead roles in ushering and greeting and meeting people. <laughs> because praise had the potential to break the yoke. If you want to know what will break the yoke in your life, it is the anointing that is associated with your praise. Judah had another son. Come up here, come up here, come up here. Judah had another son. He had a funny name too. His name is Perez. Perez means a divider or a barrier between you and what the enemy has designed for your life. But let me tell you, sit down for, let me tell you about Mark. His daddy don't live for God. His mama don't live for God. The only brothers and sisters that he has living for God are these right here on this. And so what society says, Mark, is that you've got to be linked to the world. But let me tell you something, Perez. Your praise is what divides you from what the world says it has to be and reunites you to what God says is in your life. Why don't you go ahead and praise Him for a moment? the rest of the sons of Judah come up here gentry come up here gentry hmm. Judah had another son his name wasn't gentry his name was Hezron you shall from henceforth be known as Hezron Hezron, you know what Hezron means? You're smart, tell me. What does Hezron mean? Hezron means shield. Did you know? Do you know what else the Bible talks about being a shield? What is it? Faith. Mm. Faith. 
Let me explain something to you. I'm trying to, I'm trying to help this make sense to you. When you start praising God, it increases your faith. Your faith. And it's like a shield to the enemy that says you can't. My praise says it's a shield that says I still can. When the enemy says you won't, my shield says I will. Israel, Judah, Judah had another son. And that son, he was the ugly son. <laughs> I'd say that if he wasn't so much like his papa. His name was Carmen. And Carmen means harvester. Here in about three or four weeks, two or three weeks, three weeks, Gentry and Evan and Dylan are about to go to the Philippines. Gentry was invited to preach the youth camp in the Philippines. When you go, I don't want you to forget this. If they don't speak your language and they ask you what your name is, just tell them I'm Carmen. <laughs> because it means harvester. Praise, your praise will cause you to harvest what you did not plant. But the only way you're going to reap the harvest is to put some praise with it. I've been praying and asking God for a long time for my harvest. Put some praise with it. It's not because of who you are or what you've done, but simply because your praise will produce a harvest. See, you probably haven't praised God like you ought to praise God until you've caused some folks to look at you a little bit funny. They may look at me funny, but my praise will produce a harvest. If your praise causes people to treat you funny, go ahead. Your praise is going to produce a harvest that they don't know anything about. When you're harvesting what you did not plant, it's not connected to who you are. It's connected to your praise and who He is. Hallelujah. 
Come up here, Drew. <laughs> Judah, Judah had another son, and his name was her, H-U-R, her. And his name meant freedom. See, Drew, I'm not embarrassing you, am I? You like the spotlight, don't you? You're just like your grandpa. You love the spotlight. Let me tell you what praise will do for you. Praise will give you freedom that you're not going to get any other way. When you get to the point that you don't really care what goes on, that all you know is you want to be connected to what God's doing, and you'll let praise break you forth, your praise will be the freedom. It'll bring freedom into your life. You'll quit caring about what other... Your praise will set you free from other people's opinion. Your praise will set you free from your past. Your praise will break you free from the pain that you've been going through. That's why your praise and worship is so important. Because it'll bring a free, it'll bring freedom in your life. I gotta quit. I gotta close. Come up here, Spencer. Come up here. <laughs> I'm just gonna preach about this. This is my last son right here. They broke the mold. <laughs> Actually, he's the middle child. God help me. Judah's other son, his name was Shobel. Shobel, you like it? Your name is Shobel. It means traveler. One who takes a journey. Watch, watch, watch. I'll tell you what your praise will do. Your praise will take you places. In the spirit that you can't get any other way. When people aren't understanding your praise, you just tell them, You go ahead. I'm on a journey. I'm going somewhere you've never been. But if you want to go, come on and join me. I'm trying to persuade somebody tonight that there is power and potential. In your praise, I dare this congregation tonight to begin to praise God like He is worthy to be praised. In the midst of your circumstance, you ought to praise Him. In the middle of your confusion, you ought to praise Him. In the middle of your crisis, you ought to praise Him. I don't know about you, but I want to praise the Lord. Come on, praise him tonight. Come on, there's potential in your praise. Some of you have been dragging a burden around. 
Why don't you divorce that burden tonight? You've been dragging sickness around. Why don't you divorce that sickness tonight and declare I'm going to marry Judah. I'm going to marry Judah. I'm going to break forth tonight. Let there be freedom. Fall over this congregation right now. From the front to the back. From the platform to the pew. Let there be a revival a praise and worship. I got a place. 